0: This is The Sports Academic, a podcast that dives into sports and its greatest stories with your host, Rohan Hardas.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Sports Academic. My guest here is Cal Bears cornerback Cameron Bynum. Cam, thank you so much for being on the show today.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: So just a little backstory, Cam and I have known each other since second or third grade, I want to say. We went to elementary and middle school together before he went on to play at Centennial High School. So it's just great. It's always great talking to him, and I'm uh, happy he's here.
0: Yep. It's crazy how long I've known you. Think about third grade, (laughs) we were in uh, Miss Flukes' class. I'll never forget. We were just always obsessed with sports. You, You were super good at basketball back then i I never thank forget you man that. <laughs> super thank Laker you man miss flukes
1: class that was a that was a <laughs> throwback for sure man it's been so long over over ten years since that can you mm, believe it
0: That's crazy you still stayed in touch <laughs> since that's super cool
1: yeah yeah man I love it so I just wanted to just get things going so cam can you uh can you tell the people about your upbringing and how football played into it um
0: i I like football sport i, I like sports all my life pretty much so um, just growing up, I started playing soccer just because that's what all all kids play when they're like four or five years old and they don't really know much to do about sports. So I started playing soccer, then went to baseball, then went basketball. Football is the last sport I played, um, and I ended up liking it the most. And, uh, my first year was fourth grade, so I've played ever since then. I was pretty decent in uh, um, going through junior All-American football. Um, I remember... Uh, yeah I was pretty good. I was able to get like I like six interceptions one year and then seven interceptions the year after in sixth and seventh grade so i was, I was pretty good But then once once I got up to high school it was, i started to slow down for me 'cause I, I actually didn't go to j s i went i didn't go to uh centennial right away I went a semester at j Sarah. It's a school in Orange county. I did a semester and played my freshman season there and then transferred to centennial not a lot a lot of people know that.
1: So two quick points. One, I wanted to say since you mentioned soccer was your first sport, do you remember just how good Ethan Zubak was when we were kids about soccer?
0: Oh, I, yeah, I remember him in uh in what third grade when we had to have PE. He was always <laughs> good at soccer and always was the kid running the fastest laps. I'll never forget him.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no one could uh, no one could ever catch him. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, just for for those of you who don't know about Sarah, Sarah plays in the Trinity League in Orange County and they're widely regarded as one of the best football schools in Southern California and even across the country. Um, jumping into your time at Centennial High School, what was it like being in the program at Centennial learning from Coach Matt Logan, who uh, a lot of people, myself included, consider one of the elite college football, or high school football, I should say, coaches?
0: Um, it was really cool being coached by him. Just just the type of guy he is. He... he uh... He helped us to just develop a mindset at a young age, starting from freshman to senior year. Those years through life are super like, just there's a lot of growth going on through that that time. So, him being able to instill that hard work in us and like, because he he did some crazy stuff to us with conditioning. Um, like I remember during season, we didn't we didn't have lunch. We'd be watching film during lunch, and I know not a lot of high school teams do that watching game film during. Lunch of the whole season every every day of the week and then having conditioning on the tennis courts on weekdays in the off season during school fourth period going right from class have to go do conditioning go straight to the next class so it was it was real different from a lot of schools that they do so I felt I felt it as a privilege to be able to play for him.
1: So I wanted to ask you, since you mentioned some of the crazy stuff that you guys had to do, including lunch, what was a typical practice like for you? Um,
0: practice in, in high school was it – was, it was really up-tempo. It's more like a college practice because um, everything was scripted. Um, we had the – it was down to the minute with Coach Logan. He was super, super just detail-oriented about, like, this time. I'm Okay, we're going five minutes a team. We're going to go go individual drills for another five and go straight to seven on seven and one-on-one. On one. So it was, we did a lot of individual drills and then we get together and do some competition. And it was always up-tempo getting us in game shape.
1: So, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I pulled up your high school stats and, uh, in at your time at Centennial, 136 tackles, six picks, two fumble recoveries. So, uh, Quite the quite the defensive force you were, uh, and I wanted to ask, since Centennial played in so many meaningful games uh, and you clearly had a prolific high school career, do you have a favorite memory or an event or a game that you played in personally?
0: Um, personally, probably the CIF championship my senior year against Bosco just because uh, we won that game. We're, you, you All you guys know, we're super— super rivals with Bosco. Yeah. Yeah, Emperor. absolutely. Yeah, for us to be able to beat them um that year and me I was able to play well that game. That was probably the most memorable game ever.
1: Yeah, you guys and Bosco had a, an incredible rivalry. If I recall correctly, what was it? Three straight years that you guys met in CIF? Yeah.
0: Three yep, three straight. Sophomore, yeah, junior, senior year.
1: And I remember cuz for most CIF games before that in Southern California, the games weren't very big. Like They were obviously really competitive games, mm-hmm. but a lot of people weren't aware of that. But when, when Centennial and Bosco got together, you best believe Angel Stadium was the place to be.
0: Oh, yeah. that That was crazy. That was like the first big stadium I've ever been able to play in. And it being at a big old baseball stadium, that was probably the craziest, crazy experience so far.
1: Uh so last year when uh in the CIF title when Modern day played St. John Bosco again, I uh, I was at that game and it was fun, like it was an ex- extremely packed stadium. They had to shut the gates thirty minutes before, but I still remember I have never seen a high school football game that was better than that two thousand that two thousand fifteen sixteen season with Centennial and Saint John Bosco and Angel Stadium. Yeah, that I mean that I, had, was crazy. I had there was I mean, just the concept of it of having a having a football game at a high school football game at a baseball stadium was extremely novel at the time, and I thought they did a fantastic job about it.
0: Yeah, they they for sure man had a good setup. Had a bunch of um, the, just a bunch of fans came out and just people like all all friends from other other high schools were showing up and and supporting us, and everybody had their their friends that they've grown up with coming to watch the game because everybody but the two schools. We're done playing football, so everybody was there. It was just super fun, really good atmosphere. Yeah. For sure.
1: <laughs> there was this one picture that I remember on the internet was it was your whole team after you had beaten Bosco. Do you remember it? You guys are sitting in the outfield holding the little plaque trophy. Everyone's smiling. What what did that moment mean to you?
0: Uh, that, that was probably like the funnest moment of the whole whole day. Just being able, to, we were up there just messing around, clowning around, uh, just because we were happy we won. So. We we just got done running and sliding in the the wet grass and just super happy off the win. So us being able to stand on the podium with the trophy that that was all of it.
1: Keeping on track with your senior season, you had the uh, you you obviously played in an incredible team. Some of the guys you could mention with J.J. Taylor and Javon McKinley, just some of the two. What was it like being able to uh, accomplish this feat? Not only just accomplish it, but to do it with your best friends alongside you.
0: Oh yeah, that that was probably. Those those times with them are uh, life changing, and just being able to play with that the, those good players like JJ and Javon and Desmond, just the whole all the people that were on the team, just it's always going to be memorable because none of us really started off as super great players. We all worked up to to get to where we were, and and a lot of us are doing well now. So that's that's the best thing to see to see, see everybody keep playing football to the next level.
1: Yeah, JJ had an incredible season himself this year, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he did. It was it was fun playing against him two years in a row. So it, I always oh, look yeah. forward to well, that game.
1: What are what are those games like for you?
0: Um, they're super exciting because he he's playing running back. So so during the game, somehow I'm, I'm going to be able to see him. I remember uh, the first first year, my red um freshman year, JJ busted through, and I I tried to catch him, but he I couldn't get him, but. We got in the end zone. I, I was laughing. Even though we got scored on, I was just laughing just because it's just like old times being able to play against him. We we just both started laughing at each other. Didn't even say anything. We were just both dying. We talked about it after the game. It was just it was just fun.
1: Some things, some things like that. Brotherhood's bigger than football. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, so earlier I mentioned, for those of you who don't know, uh, Centennial High School, Public School, Corona, California, St. John Bosco, Private School, Orange County. So my question to you, Cam, is... What did it mean to you and to all the guys in general to bring Centennial to national prominence? You guys are ranked as high as top three in the nation. What did it mean to show that uh, private schools and public schools, like you guys could play with any private school?
0: It was just good to show that it doesn't matter what type of school it is. I know those schools do a lot of recruiting and whatnot, but we our goal was to go show out show just show everybody that it doesn't matter if you, you love football. You like playing football. You can, you can play with anybody. So I think that's what we were able to show with the people are even trying to break up the private schools and public schools. We disagreed with that. Cause if you, you like football. You you want to play against the best.
1: I've, uh, I've been very outspoken on saying that in my lifetime, that 2016 toward yeah, 2015, 16 centennial team is uh, one of the best football teams I've ever seen. So this, uh, this pains me to ask, but, uh, how did you feel after the De La Salle game in the state championship?
0: <laughs> uh, that that was heartbreaking because the fact that we were so close, cause we played them my junior season, and you, you probably I forget the score, but we lost by a couple of touchdowns. I think like three touchdowns. and but the fact that we came back the next season, we thought, okay, this is the team that's going to be, and we have we have just as much talent. The defense is a lot better, and us to lose by a, what t- I think six points a or touchdown. seven points, yeah, a like
1: a six, yeah, like One six or seven points.
0: Touchdown off the last series we couldn't we couldn't capitalize last series again we could have went went down and beat them but it's we learned a lesson from it all of us so it's not it doesn't kill me to this day but in a way it still does
1: <laughs> you mentioned uh you mentioned earlier how a lot of private schools do recruiting so now I want to fast forward a couple of years for you can you uh take me through your recruitment process and like what was it like and what were some of the things you learned from it um, let's see, I,
0: it was crazy. Not a lot of people know, but I got my first offer before I had any, any varsity film or any, um, even JV, I barely played on JV. So I got my first offer from Cal Poly, uh, San Luis Obispo, because I went to the camp and did well. So that was like, that was the start of my, my junior season. Um, over the summer, I went to one of the camps. So that was the start of my recruiting process, and then went the whole season without um, any offers, and then had a pretty good junior year, and then just start got back on the seven on seven circuit, which helps a lot. I was playing for Ground Zero, so they they helped me um, get recruited a lot. So I started getting a couple Mountain West schools here and there, and then got some Ivy League schools, and then then Pac twelve started coming in. I got uh, and I got my Cal offer, and I was. I was basically Cal was um, always one of my dream schools somewhere I wanted to go, so I was glad I was able to land that and it ended up working out super well uh
1: before we before we uh talk about Cal real quick, I want to hop back to the seven on seven um what was the seven on seven circuit like like how would you say the competitive environment was because from uh from my understanding and I know what a lot of people think is seven on seven tournaments look a lot like an a a u showcase in basketball
0: oh yeah that's super similar with Hundreds of players coming out to one field during during a weekend and everybody all the top top athletes in the country competing so it's it's re- really competitive with from the parents um to the players to coaches fighting and arguing and stuff but it's all just super competitive and that's that's what I loved most about it
1: did you ever play at the uh the battle of the beach tournament at edawanda
0: yep we played that um um, I got, I played in it like actually got playing time in it junior and and senior year, but I I've been going to those since like seventh grade, just watching with my dad. So I've been there yeah, for like
1: a yeah. I went years. to the uh I went to the Battle of the Beach tournament last year. I saw I saw another Centennial kid, Gary Bryan Jr., who is a uh, quite the player.
0: Oh yeah, he's really good. I was trying. Yeah, with him. he's. Yeah, I saw
1: that's that's why I wanted to that's why I wanted to mention it because I saw the picture you posted, um, with you and Gary Brown. So what was a uh, what was that like? How did you guys link up, and what did you guys uh, work on?
0: Um, so we we first linked up uh, when I was training with Coach Brown from Ground Zero. We were doing some DB work, and uh, Gary was out there. He's he's mainly receiver, but he was working with um my DB coach that I work with down there, just learning some stuff about DB and trying to j- just expand his game. So that's where um. We ultimately um, met up and started just talking, and then with uh, Coach Bankhead, another trainer, receiver trainer that he, uh, Gary's trained by, he uh, he hit me up because I've known Coach Bankhead since like fifth or sixth grade. He's been training me for a little while. Went back when I used to just play receiver and just do anything. So he got he was with him, and then they they asked if um, I wanted to just come out and. And just shadow him and just just talk football. Basically, he was he was jogging routes, and I'd I'd cover him and jog and just tell him like, hey, this that wouldn't work. You need to work on this. Or and they're just showing me how I was telling them how a DB thinks, and they're showing me how a receiver thinks. So we're just expanding both of our games real good. It wasn't like a a full workout or anything, but we still learned just as much as we would just playing real football.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine that practicing on both sides of the ball definitely can help elevate both of your games yeah, to the next exactly. level. Exactly. So jumping back to Cal, you mentioned that it was always one of your dream schools, but like, what were the reasons that you wanted? Like what made, what was the final point that you're like, I want to go to Cal? Um,
0: so it was, it was always one of my top schools, but when, when I got the offer, it, it became real and I really started looking to look into like the education here and, and how good it is and how it's, they say it's one of the best schools in the country or in the world, public schools in the world, so
1: yeah, one of the best schools in the world.
0: Yep. So the degree speaks a lot for itself, and then um, I just like the area. I have a lot of family out here, so that was another big thing for me, just being able to be close to family out here. So it was it was an easy decision for me to make once I got the offer.
1: So in your college career, you're a uh, you just finished your redshirt sophomore season. You've. Uh, You've had over 106 tackles, a couple of pit, four picks. Um, how do you feel that your college career is going so far?
0: Um, I think I'm, I'm off to a pretty good start with my career. Um, my freshman season, I was able, or true freshman, I was able to redshirt. And that, that's probably the best thing that, that I've ever done in my career, which redshirting and being able to just learn more about football. Cause once you get to college, it's a whole different game. Like high school football is so much different than college. So that was a big help to me being able to redshirt. And then, um, Got to play my redshirt freshman year, and thought I did pretty well. Didn't get scored on much, but um, also I like I like to work on, on just making more plays, come, capitalizing more on changing a PBU to a pick or pick to a pick six. So. But that that goes for this my red shirt sophomore year that just happened too. I I came up short with a lot of PBUs that could have been picks or or picks that could could have stayed on my feet and got just made a better play so I'm always just looking for improvement. so one
1: game I remember I remember one Saturday that uh I remember vividly I was watching the game it was your game this season against Ole Miss you remember that yep I remember that I'll, ne- I'll never forget I turned to the t- I was watching the tv and I see a ball that I thought was a surefire Ole Miss touchdown and then out of nowhere number 24 comes in and just slaps it out of bounds game saving touchdown <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that, that was- that was probably my breakout game. Uh, that was just a crazy memory because Ole Miss, we all know SEC football. They have yeah. super athletes. They're all big, fast over there. So they came over here. We played them. And I got caught on deep by uh, one of their best receivers, first quarter of the game. And I was like, okay, I got to play. I got to play. So I came back and, and wasn't I wasn't shook by that that catch or anything. I had to have a short memory and bounce back. So that was, that was probably like the... The start of my my college career, being able to get two PBU's in the fourth, the last two minutes of the game when they try and go deep for the touchdown. So that was probably like the biggest memory I had starting off my career.
1: Yeah, that was. I was just I remember because when he threw the ball, I didn't. I was like, oh man, this is this isn't going well. And then I don't know what man. You just showed up and made. Made one of the best defensive <laughs> plays the entire season. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. They, <laughs> they tried me once, then I got the PBU. Then a couple plays later, I was dead tired. They brought a new receiver <laughs> in that's that's had fresh legs. tried to get him on a double move with me, and I was, I was like, thank God I made that play.
1: <laughs> would you say? Would you say that's been the uh, the most fun game you've played in in your college career?
0: Um,
1: let's see, let's see.
0: That game was fun. I couple, imagine the SC game games.
1: was probably great for you.
0: Yeah, SC game was crazy because we haven't beat them in so many years. And we're somewhat rivals. People up here do not like people down there. <laughs> so that was a big game for us. Oh, and, and that was our, our bowl. We got six wins that game. so that was, Yeah, that's for sure a memorable game for us.
1: What is the uh, What would you say the biggest difference is from your game in college to your game in high school?
0: Um, just knowledge of football, 100% um just being able the redshirt season helped me a lot but even with just the coaching I'm able to get I know just way more about football now route concepts and it's a lot easier to play even if you're like even if I was like had a hurt leg or was just super slow I'd be able to play play just based off of film I'm watching and and even just just knowing route concepts like if I see one route I know this route is coming so that's probably the biggest biggest change in football now, just knowing what's going to come.
1: Would you say film study is just as important as actual on-the-field preparation?
0: Oh, 100%. If not more, I think more, because obviously you should you should be spending your whole off-season physically training, but during season, um, I do I do a bunch of stuff on the field, but as many hours I do on the field, I do twice as much more film. So that's that's the biggest thing because you, you have to know what to expect.
1: That's a theme I'm noticing for athletes of our generation. Like I was talking to Ethan about it when I uh, interviewed him and he said the same thing. He said he watched – he prepares a lot for his soccer matches, but he watches probably double the amount of film, which is – it seems like it's really important because a lot of – you can learn a lot more about your opponent and even a lot more about yourself. Exactly. Like when you actually watch yourself from mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah, it's because you feel yourself on the field. Doing your own thing like during, but once you actually go back and watch the film, you look like a whole different
1: person so you you mentioned earlier that you got you got to play a bowl game um what were your thoughts on your team's performance this year um as a as a whole
0: we had pretty good pretty good um season overall we better record than we did the past two years, but still not satisfied with the way we finished losing six games we We let so many games off the hook so that's basically our our focus this this off season, just being able to capitalize on everything. Because there's some games we let slip away, or just small mistakes, just attention to detail. That's our that's our biggest focus. That's why our season didn't go the way we wanted to, being able to win the Pac twelve and go to the Rose Bowl. So it it comes down to something that small
1: for us. So that transitions me to my <laughs> my next question. What do you uh, what do you expect from your Bears next season?
0: Uh, Rose Bowl champs for sure. That's you expect nothing less because if you don't if you don't yeah. aim that high you're gonna land lower so that's, that's what that's am we're I'm pretty, for.
1: I've heard a I've heard a lot of great sports minds say believe in yourself because if you cause if you don't you've already lost half the battle exactly
0: yep and just me being a Kobe fan I'm super competitor I don't yep. I, I'm yep. never gonna aim short I know you are too <laughs> like,
1: yeah absolutely man Gro- growing up that. Growing up, the Mamba mentality was the only way we thought of everything we would exactly. try to achieve when mm. we were kids.
0: Oh yeah, I remember you yeah. had Kobe Bryant. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Bryant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely, man! Grade, you're the <laughs> to, first this, kid to this, I've this seen. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I still have that. Uh, I still have that white and yellow, the white and the yellow <laughs> Kobe jersey hanging at my uh, hanging up in my house in Corona.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, what are your what are your personal goals for next season
0: um personal stats wise I want to get at least five interceptions um but that's about it I'm not really too focused on that because I still need to do my job at the end of the day and not let the person person that I'm guarding score so that's another goal don't give up any touchdowns um this season at all and then um just being able to get drafted after the season that's my that's the ultimate goal of Everything like aside personally, that's my that's my biggest goal in football, just being able to make it to the NFL because that's been a lifelong dream of mine.
1: Would you want to go to the NFL after this? Yes,
0: yeah, that's that yeah, that's the plan after the season.
1: Yeah. Um. So, uh, I know you mentioned that you obviously have all these statistical goals you want to meet, but you always, I know you more than anyone would say, wins as a team first and foremost. Yep. Exactly. Um, with that being said, I don't know if you know this. You were a you were a top ten corner in the conference rated by Pro Football Focus this year. Oh
0: yeah, I, I saw those those ratings. I try not to focus too much on on the ratings because um, anybody could be saying it. So it all that matters is if I'm helping the team win. So if our wins, my our wins aren't as high. Or our defense isn't the best. Then I don't see myself as as um, Doing the best job as I can, so I can always be better for sure.
1: I know you probably won't say it, but I, I guess I'll take the liberty <laughs> to do it. Top ten, you were top, you were top ten this year, but next year I, uh, I definitely expect to see Cameron Bynum number one Pac-12 corner.
0: Uh, I'm, that's what I'm praying for. That's that's what I expect out of myself with all the work I'm putting in. Um, so I'm hoping it, I get that. But if if they don't, if I don't have the that hype coming into this season, I'll, I'll create some hype around my name. For sure.
1: Exactly, man. That's you. That's always the way you've done it. <laughs> yeah,
0: but just by working. So,
1: yep. Keep always working. That's always been. That's always been what you're about. Going towards like a larger, going towards a larger issue that a lot of people are talking about in college football, and you as a college football fan, obviously. What are your thoughts on the 4 team playoff? Do you think it should be expanded to uh like a 8 team or even a larger tournament? Um I'm hearing a lot of people say they want to make it like March Madness, which I personally think is a really bad idea because of the physicality of football. Oh yeah. Um but even like what are your thoughts on an 8 team playoff?
0: Um personally I don't think they should change the playoffs cuz um the f- top 4 teams obviously you're the best and sometimes that uh, if you go up to 8 teams, they the people four to eight might not be nearly as good as one through four, so it's kind of it'll kind of be skewed with the just type of competition you'll be playing. Mm. Um, so that's that's probably one of the main reasons I don't think they should change it. And I like how it is now because that's it makes it more competitive trying to get to get to top four and and be able to be the best. Because if you're if you're able to make it to um, top top four every year like bama does i don't don't see why people hate on them that's that's just dominance so i respect that out of them for sure so that's that's just the definition
1: you're you're totally right on bama man that's the definition of the word dynasty right there yeah um and you can you like you i think you hit the nail on the head right there like while i personally would think i would like all five conference champions to have a shot in like some way shape or form whether that be like six or eight but this season showed man one and two were just better yeah. than everybody else mm, exactly and it, like it showed
0: in the playoff for sure and just people people kind of get too caught up in the rankings but the the best teams are going to get get far and and show who the best is even just by watching football no matter the score you, you can just tell who the better team is
1: exactly and like alabama's been what this they've made in every college football playoff they've been to three straight national titles uh regardless of if they're the first seed or the fourth seed you know they're always going to be one of the best teams in the country exactly yeah that's exactly true so with that being said cam thank you so much for being on the show today i truly appreciate it yeah, appreciate you for having
0: me uh just thank you for everything and keep up the work
1: Absolutely. So, uh, everybody, I'll uh, drop Cam's social media handles in the uh, description, and make sure you to tune into some uh, Cal Bear football this year. You're uh, you're gonna be seeing one of the future NFL best corners. So, I hope you appreciate it.
0: <laughs> yep. Thank you, fam. I appreciate it a lot. And yep. Go Bears.